Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tell them welcome to the gray area and stay away just in case you ain't real enough to relate. Every other Thursday, politics to the chips. Get up on this wave. <laughs> now tell me what's to talk about. Cause we the only thing to talk about. How you keep reality in check. Just keep it real rap and don't gossip with the facts. Yeah. The Los Angeles Lakers. The heavyweight champion of the NBA is spinning back to defend their title and show the world that what took place in the bubble can most certainly take place in the Staples Center. This is the Gray Area, and I am your host, Ray Jarvis. Showtime! Woo! For this episode of the Gray Area, I have a guest here who's making his first time stepping into the Gray Area. A person who, like myself, was a Laker fan. As you already know, I don't do these Lake Show episodes without someone who bleeds purple and gold like myself. So without further ado, welcome to the Gray Area, Ricky, host of the Late Night Lake Show podcast. Welcome, my brother. Hey, what's going on, Josh? Appreciate you having me on, brother. Absolutely. I appreciate you coming on. You know, you know how this pod game goes. I, I've, I've looked on your Twitter. You, like myself, you're a vet in this game. You've definitely, you definitely have your finger on the pulse of Laker Nation. You've, you've been through the highs, the lows, you know, like the, the, the seven-year dark ages. Now we world champions again. Before we even get into the topics, I just need to know, how does it feel to go from lottery uh, uh, seeing the end of Kobe's career not going the way he would have wanted it to go, losing Kobe, getting LeBron, getting AD, Magic leaving, Rob Palenka stepping up, now we're world champs. How does all of that feel, man? Man, uh, to be honest with you, dog, it, it may be, uh, I had to remind myself how spoiled we are as Lakers fans mm. for, uh, <laughs> for us to pretty much go through most of our lifetime with knowing nothing but championships Fact. every decade, and then to have seven years of, you know, just like you said, the dark ages, uh, you know, I, we acted like that was the worst thing on the planet with franchises sitting around here having snipped the Western Conference Finals <laughs> ever. I'm looking at y'all Clippers fans. And, you know, so when we locked and loaded, re-up, got LeBron, then double back and got AD, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, this sounds familiar. This feels mm-hmm. about right. I, you know, this feels... So it, it's to answer your question, dog, it feels at home. I feel like we're back to where we rightfully belong. The seat was getting a little cold, right? And it, it fits us perfectly as champions. Yeah, puff your chest out, Ricky. Puff your chest out because I remember the media trying to drag us like we were the Knicks West, like the Clippers were going to run things. Remember, the Clippers have been running things since the Lob City era. So they've been trying to get us out of here for a while. When, it, when, when we got AD, it was supposed that we lost the trade. We gave up too much. We're, we're a mess. The front office, Jeannie doesn't know what she's doing, et cetera, et cetera. LeBron is here to make movies. So now I'm going to be 
be the annoying Laker fan that we are known to be. You had seven years, you ran your mouth, you tried to trash Kobe on the way out only to deify him after the fact. So now Laker Nation as a whole has every right, in my opinion, to be as annoying as possible. I even remember Woj flat out lying about our chances of getting AD. I'm not forgetting any of it, man. Bro, you you sit here and you look around and everybody that was that was talking that we can curse on this podcast, right? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm keeping a clean show. <laughs> oh, okay, you got a clean show. All right, I appreciate me asking before. I but appreciate yeah, you, got, you asking before. <laughs> you, uh, you got uh, you got you know different fan bases. They they like to to bury you when you're down, mm-hmm. right? But it, it's wild that this little pet cemetery that we rose from the dead that everybody acted new. Don't act Fact. new. You made the curse on the Lakers' grave. Mm-hmm. You thought that we would never, the tomb would never reopen. Well, hello, we Cupid shuffling, we Tootsie sliding right back <laughs> into, the, into the spotlight. So please act accordingly when it's time to play the Lakers of this upcoming season. Because you know how the fan base is already coming. I'm, I'm getting a little tired of people just being so beside themselves <laughs> to see Lakers fans taking a victory lap after what they got trounced in doing. Did you expect, Fact. like, hello, you guys have knocked on Cowboys fans' name for all eternity since the, the 90s, right? Mm-hmm. You think if the Cowboys ever came back and won a Super Bowl, what Cowboys fans would do to this earth? Oh, oh my it would, goodness. It, it would be beyond repair. You might as well, you know, send the fire and brimstone. So y'all should be lucky that Lakers fans only have to wait seven years between championships because it could be a lot worse. It could be a lot worse. Like, listen, I'm based out of New York. And I've already said that the day that the Knicks, and I call the Knicks Bozo Nation. Feel free to use that on your podcast. I call the Knicks and their fan base Bozo Nation. The day that the Knicks win the championship, I'm going to make it my business to be on vacation somewhere. I cannot and will not be in New York the day that they win the championship. Because if you think Laker fans are bad, the worst fan base in all of NBA are are the Knicks. Like The the Knicks make one or two moves and their fans will tell you that they're going to the finals. So I I don't want to be here when they actually go to the finals and win. I'm going to have to hide. Yeah, that'd be scary. That, that would definitely be scary. Coming to Chicago, uh, the uh, Bulls fans know they're about 37 years away from oh. being oh. Uh, another NBA champion. <laughs> so you can come and hang out here in the summer. It's beautiful. Oh, man. I'll do that in the summer when the Cubs and the White Sox are playing. I'm not dealing with any of those angry Bulls fans. But enough yeah, about these go. other <laughs> fan bases, my brother. Let's talk about these Lakers. The offseason, a very brief, abrupt one with everything with the long season, the gap on COVID and threw everything out of whack, right? But we made some moves. We brought in uh, Dennis Schroeder, brought in Mark Gasol, Montrez, Harrell, Wes Matthews. Those are our four notable acquisitions. Uh, my question to you would be to set this tone. Of those four guys, or even another guy that I might not have mentioned who might be on a lesser scale, who of those guys that came in are you the most excited about and, and, and looking forward to see them in the purple and gold next season? Uh, it's easily uh, Dennis Schroeder. Okay. Um, when you think about the Lakers and you know at least my fandom I'm an early 90s baby right so I came up at the the tail end of seeing Eddie Jones and Nick Van Exel you know kind of ushering in Kobe Mm -hmm. Bryant's uh, reign of supreme right so Kobe and Shaq Carey does and since Nick Van Exel right the Lakers haven't had a scoring you know dominant 
facilitator like Facts. Schroeder. Like this man, I you know, I'm sure Lakers fans have already dove in and checked all their tape of him in OKC. He knows how to get a bucket, and even more so, he knows how to get other players a bucket. Indeed. His pick and roll game with bigs, it, it's it's chef's kiss. It's so sweet that you learn to appreciate. Oh my God, basketball is not just an isolation scoring game. Yeah, um, it's still right. So I love not only what Schroeder brings to the table from the offensive end, like LeBron said, they call him Dennis the Menace for a reason. He's not a menace because he knows how to put the ball in the basket. If that was the case, J.R. Smith would be the most renowned basketball player in the world. It's because this man turns around and he's in your pocket on defense. And if there's one thing, I'm sure you out in New York and, you know, you guys can appreciate. Same with us here in Chicago in the Midwest. It's a dude that likes to get up in your stuff yeah, and, you like know, that lock down. you down like on that defense, defense, right? You know, and they're not afraid to let you know. I'm watching one, you remember the one highlight where I think it was, um, oh boy, who was out there? I want to say it was uh, Shea Gildress Alexander. Mm-hmm. And, and he was, um, he was guarding um, the Dennis Schroeder and Schroeder just hit him with a quick little crossover, right? Um, no, it was DeJounte Murray. He hit him with a quick little crossover and said, Whoa, 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 where you going? Mm-hmm. It's that game within a game. A little and sauce. understanding that it's the little things that keep that mental edge over somebody else, not just for this game, the next time they face each other, too. So I'm real big on the Schroeder acquisition. That Fact. one came like a thief in the night, right? So we just, you know, I am i can't wait to see how Frank uses him. Is he a starter? Is he coming off the bench? Sounds like he's a starter if you mm-hmm. ask him and his agent. But um, so my, my eyes are directly on how Schroeder can facilitate this Laker offense. I mean, I'm curious about that myself because we, we're not blind Laker fans. We, this is not a Homer podcast where we boost up everything and don't pretend that things don't exist. What, what My concern with Dennis Schroeder will be the relationship with LeBron. We saw in the playoffs, LeBron slowly acquiesce and let Rondo drive the car. He let he let Doe handle the ball, get other guys involved, and the offense flowed. I want to see how that relationship evolves with Schroeder because LeBron is a control freak. This is not a knock. That's just his game. His IQ is so next level that he believes that he will make the best play each and every time down the floor, sometimes to the detriment of the other wing players on his team. So I'm curious to see, like, is Schroeder going to start next to LeBron? Or is he going to be a person who plays starter-like minutes, but he's going to be with the second unit to get a rhythm before placing him next to LeBron to possibly finish games? I'm curious about that because I want to see the best version of Schroeder. I kind of want LeBron, honestly, as his age gets up there, to even more take a step back. Like, you have all mm-hmm. the stats, Bron. You don't even need to compile anymore. You showed us what you could do. 25 and 10 last season. Career high and assist in year 17. We understand LeBron. But I think this year, LeBron, pick your spots. I, you know, I remember like when Kobe, in the, in the end of the, the Phil Jackson era, people kind of forget this. But when we were winning the championships... Kobe was playing about 32, 30, 30, 33 minutes a game. Like, Phil had it down to a science. Like, he would sit the first six minutes of the fourth before coming in to closing the game. I kind of want right. to see that minute cycle with LeBron now. Like, come in, start the game, heavy first quarter, play about half of the second quarter, come back in in the third, set the tone, keep the momentum rolling, and then come in in the fourth quarter with about six minutes left and finish the game. You also got AD in there, so you. I feel like LeBron has more tools at his disposal to now he can pick his spots, be a true vet. You know what? I'm going to dominate here. I'm going to stand in the corner over here. You know, kind of like maybe Cleveland LeBron, but with more help. No, that's fact. But going back to your point about concern, right, about the Schroeder, you know, acquisition, 
this is going to be the first time where the Lakers have another mouth to feed. Mm -hmm. You look at the, the LeBron solo with the young kids Lakers, who cares? Just give LeBron the ball. Then <laughs> AD the shows up and you gotta now you gotta feed AD. And obviously LeBron is all about Fact. that. That's his boy, right? So AD's getting the system put around him, the touches he's like. It's built perfectly to fit around him and LeBron James. Mm -hmm. Dennis Schroeder Fact. is coming into a contract year right he's looking at the lakers just as much as the lakers are looking at him as you know a feeling out process do they want to be married together and right. sign an extension for the foreseeable future how does that play as far as priority in keeping dennis quote unquote happy or satisfied with his role right if you're if you're bringing him off the bench even mm -hmm. though his uh media availability made it very clear that he is done with the bench role in whatever capacity even if he's playing Fact. starter minutes okay is that enough to cause some ripples in the tide so mm -hmm. as much as i'm curious and you know excited about what he's going to bring to the basketball uh, court for the lakers i can't go without at least acknowledging that this is a new dynamic that the Lakers have to account for. Like, nobody cared if Kyle Kuzma only got five shots a game. Fact. Like, Very that true. wasn't like bulletin board material, right? Even the Lakers' acquisitions this year, Marcus Saul is not expected to get, you know, major minutes no. or major shots, right? Same with Montrez Harrell as far as shots. They're not running a whole bunch of designs for him. Dennis Schroeder is going to have a featured role in this offense. And if it gets a little weird, you know, Frank Vogel likes to get a little, you know, uh, questionable with his rotations. This is true. I'm just interested <laughs> to see how that, um, how that plays out. Do I have concerns about it? Absolutely not. But as we're listening to, you know, in the gray area, uh -huh, this is uh -huh. one of the Fact. gray area uh, type of Talk uh, about it. situations that people need to account for. It's not the black and white stuff. It's the stuff in between that you need to focus on. Yo, shout out to you for getting the show without me having to tell you what, what this is about. A lot of people don't understand why I call it the gray area. I'm like, this is narrative free. We, we deal with the facts and sometimes the truth is somewhere in the middle and you're not going to like it. But that's right. To your point, I'll say this. I've grown to trust this current Laker regime as far as Rob Palenka and Jeannie Buss as far as having the right temperature, knowing what's going on with the team. Like, since Rob has taken over, he's pushed every right button. Like, he knows what, what the team needs, and he goes after it specifically. I'm pretty sure he acquired this player knowing it was a contract year, knowing that this player is going to be looking to get paid next offseason when a lot of guys are going to be looking to get paid. I think it's going to be a, a decent amount of teams with money to spend. So I believe that he brought in Schroeder along with thinking about, you know, what AD's timeline. He mentioned that after the championship, that we're going to give this guy every chance to play and get paid and get paid as a Laker. So I'm not as concerned. I, I'm more concerned about if it doesn't work out early on, will it be ripple effects? Because, you know, sometimes LeBron gets passive aggressive. Uh, how, how does Schroeder handle it when LeBron gets mad if he misses a rotation as Schroeder's trying to find his way as a Laker? Because, again, when you play for this team, some guys can't handle that pressure walking in the door and having expectations laid upon them. So these are the things I'm concerned about. I, I personally, if, if I had to guess, I, I would prefer that Schroeder comes off the bench. Because if LeBron is is determined to be the point guard, it doesn't make sense to have Schroeder and LeBron. But if LeBron is like, you know what, we, we got a short gap in between seasons and I'm really trying to chill, then absolutely mm -hmm. Schroeder, start, eat, get get your 18 tonight, 
Run, bludgeon the pick and roll with AD or whoever you pick it or, or with Traz and, and kill him or with Gasol who's another dope pick and roll partner but I guess we gotta wait and see the preseason is on the way we'll start to get a good feel about what to expect from the Lakers uh, for me like my acquisition is super low at first I was hype about Traz Traz, Traz made my offseason because with, with the noise the Clippers were making to get Traz of all guys one of the loudest Clippers to come across the hall to the Lakers right. I was hype but when it comes to continuity, I, I was super glad that we decided to bring QC back, Quinn Cook, because in the locker room, that chemistry and, and just being a general fan of Quinn Cook, I feel like he's going to be useful for us. Some nights for certain matchups in the middle of the season, when we go into the dog days of the season, you know, some guys get tired. You might you might want to give Caruso like a night off or like or an easy night, 18 minute night. QC can play. We, we've seen it throughout his career, even with the Warriors. If you give him an opportunity to play, he'll show up, he'll hit some shots, he'll defend, he'll do what, what the team needs to win. So I'm glad that they brought back Quinn Cook. On the, on the other hand, um, I'm not really a fan of KCP. I don't know how you feel about KCP, but I, I was kind of oh. hoping he was gone. <laughs> you, you thought this would be the end of uh, Manna from Heaven, according oh to Rob Felica. You thought that'd be the end of the I've been waiting flip-up. on KCP to go for the minute he came in the door, my brother. I I can't argue with the first year, second year KCP experiment and how that was high and low, right? If you, if you have somebody collecting a paycheck that's in the tens of thousands of dollars, but still Fact. having to spend your nights at the halfway house and you are playing <laughs> bad on the court, that's going to rub fans the wrong way, right? right? But I really like me some KCP for the simple fact of that man has been through the valley of the shadow of death as far as going through the Lakers uh, grinder Mm -hmm. and being able to sustain the pressure of wearing purple and gold and having you know his ups and downs like he's had just to have a playoff and bubble like he did KCP was phenomenal he was an impact player fair is fair he was he was an impact player all through the playoffs I I like me a guy that can go tunnel vision, put your blinders on, and get the job done at the end of the day, Facts. unlike, you know, another Laker that's no longer on the team anymore by way of the 76ers. That'd yeah. be the contrast of that situation. So <laughs> I, I feel you. KCP definitely was uh, was on my <laughs> bad list for a while, but um, that energy was focused elsewhere this year. I okay. had no problem with him. All right, so <laughs> let me ask you this. Of the players who have departed from our championship team, who which one hurt the most? <laughs> Dwight freaking Howard, man. Oh, like, I, I don't understand how he could have a weird ending with the franchise twice. Twice. Like, mm-hmm. when you when you first leave and you send that text of or that tweet saying, hopefully I can make it up to you one day, and then we flip you know, whatever, um, eight years, nine years later, and you win the championship, you picked your new role, you pretty much become Zen Master Dwight, mm-hmm. you win a championship, you tweet, you are coming back to where you belong, to Laker Nation, <laughs> delete it, Come and on, then run son. off to the, you know, 76ers, right, that, that one hurt. Only for the simple fact that when Dwight left the first time, I was on an anti-Dwight campaign. Oh, yeah, until I cheered hard. When, he when, returned to the bro, Lakers. Bro, when Dame hit that game winner that year, oh my <laughs> god, you would have thought I was a Blazers fan. See, 
Right, exactly. Right. And so I was not messing with Dwight whatsoever. And then when the Lakers brought him back, you know, I had to stall on that opinion. And then I ended up learning that Fact. he has grown as a person, as a basketball player, yada, yada, yada. None of that matters now. It's just the man just had that weird exit. Mm-hmm. Even though I bought in to the new Dwight, you know, when like you get back, with with an ex and they they changed right you know the job <laughs> you, you think they changed their way you want that old thing going back? good bro you get engaged it, you got back together and got engaged all of a sudden yep. she one one night she you know relapses and has the issues and runs off with the janitor or whatever Man. that's what dwight did and so that that one kind of rubbed me the wrong way what about you brother <laughs> I, i'm agreeing with you on that i kind of i loved our defensive identity last season and i loved the fact that we had two rim runners in JaVale and Dwight you know I figured yeah. once Trez came we weren't going to be able to bring back both but I wanted that that athletic big because a lot of times remember when we would swarm we would go on those massive runs our bigs were able to stay in front of guards just a little bit on those islands and I feel like we, we're going to be lacking that a little bit I wanted Dwight back I, I love the role Dwight played in, in a full Rodman full enforcer get you a rebound, could finish at the basket, you know, because when we play that drive game, whether we kicking or we, we passing it over to a big for an easy bucket, you know, Dwight, he fed off of that. So I'm looking mm-hmm. at our defensive identity and I'm like, we, 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 we let Dwight go. We let JaVale go. Like, uh, should we bring in another big? Like, Marcus Gasol is no spring chicken. He can't get up there like that. I know Montrez Hell's going to play. He's going to play a lot of five, but I I prefer an, another rim runner. I, I I'm kind of hoping that somehow or the other Javale McGee gets waved or something in the middle of the season or something like that, and he can find his way back home. Or or there's someone out there that I don't have my eyes on just yet who can fill that role because I I believe that we need that. You know I'm I'm concerned about our defense. And to be honest, we brought we brought over some new faces, but I kind of like the group we had because when we, when it was time to lock down. No team locked down the way we locked down this past season. And I don't think we have that ability this coming season. Maybe we just need to look at this upcoming Lakers season. And obviously the games will sort itself out true, as far as where, what they are going to Fact. lean on. But maybe it's just, you know, you know, you shift gears as far as what you hang your hat on. Obviously last year was defense and transition offense. I think this year... I think it's going to be transition offense and half-court offense. Like, I think the Lakers are going to have zero problems putting the ball in the basket. And I think that the defensive identity will be what will be developed throughout the year. In opposed to how it was last year where, yeah, the Lakers were scoring, but you could tell that offense was a work in progress. And But the defense from jump, they were like, oh, the oh, yeah. Lakers are only Lockdown. giving up 96 points, 97 points a game. What's going on? You check the standings. They're top three in defensive ratings after two weeks of basketball, right? A Fact. month of basketball, two months of basketball. But the scoring, Lakers were always middle of the pack, but transition offense, they were towards the top. Right. I think this year we're going to have a powerhouse offensive basketball team and that the defense will just have to, you know, you, uh, but you know, I see no evil, right? For the first couple of months while <laughs> they work it out. Um, I agree. I'll also say this. We're letting Danny Green go. It's pretty clear that the Lakers are giving Kyle Kuzma every chance to be a longtime Laker. 
if Kyle wants to stick around after this season, I hope he spent those uh, what a month and a half in between the end of the season and the start of the season working on his defense. I, I saw some flashes at, during the playoffs that, that gave me some hope that he figured out that I need to be a better defender. At 6'8", he's long. He has a decent amount of athleticism. He has all the tools to be a top-flight NBA defender in this era. So I hope that Kuz takes that challenge, realizing that, you know what? This team doesn't need you to score as much as when you play with B.I. and Zoe. You need to fill a role and be a star in that role. Shout out to my boy Justin above the rim using his bar. You got to be a star in the role. And I hope that he takes on becoming a 3 and D type player for the Lakers. Because if Schroeder doesn't start, I kind of hope Kuz starts. I, I, I wouldn't mind the five of, of Braun, KCP, Kuz, uh, Gasol, and AD as a starting lineup as of today. You know, I've seen that lineup before as well. And, you know, just taking a look Facts. at what what happens when you insert Kuz into um, a, a starting five. You mm -hmm. also got to take it to account. We did Wesley Matthews really take a pay cut to come off the bench for the Lakers. There were talk about, you know, what it, part of his deal was, hey, you take a haircut, you get to be a starter for the Los Angeles Lakers, hopefully to win a championship, right? So we'll, we'll see. It's interesting that, that three little um, rotating uh, two, three position on the Lakers roster is really what everybody should be looking for mm -hmm. uh, out of these preseason games, how that shakes out. Kuz, you know, has been the most polarizing basketball player as far as Lakers Nation is concerned in some time, right? I think KCP had that title and rookie Kuz was everybody's darling and then all of a sudden that just fell off a cliff when he turned into an Instagram influencer and I think now like you said he really this is his year this literally is his year when they figure out is Kuz worth investing into his future or is it time when trade season comes along that you just you ship him off or you figure out a signing trade after the year putting him in the starting lineup helps him thrive and boost his stock now stock for what is it stock to make the lakers a champion a better championship team or stock to uh possibly ship him out for other assets when the time comes that's to be determined but i think that's a very interesting angle of thinking of kyle kuzma as a starter because there's different you know there's different reasons for why you would do that especially absolutely. early on in the year right you know, you're absolutely right. Um, and, and I guess as Laker Nation, once we figured out, because we knew before the rest of the world knew what Brandon Ingram was going to be. So once the AD trade talk started happening, we were like, no, 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 not B.I. Give them coups. Let's keep B.I. So now with Brandon Ingram going to the Pelicans, becoming, I think he was most improved, if I'm not mistaken, but nevertheless, 24-6-3 yes, in, in, in his first opportunity to really be the guy, we, we, we knew what he would become. So Kuz has that on his shoulders as well because Laker Nation is like, bruh, you, you see what B.I. is doing, okay? We kept you. Show up or, or show out or, or get the hell out. Excuse me. So we're going to see. I, I, I kind of want to keep Kuz around because a part of me will always have a love for that young core, the young punks, because they, they were the entry to this. But if he doesn't play well, man, look, THT is on the bench and word is he's, he's ready. So he could ready, be the new young brother. guy, Okay. But you know what? And, and to close this segment, I just want to say that for the Laker fans who got mad at me, who, who, who are going to be mad listening to this, uh, I'm going to give Frank Vogel all the credit. 
I'm pretty sure he'll figure out a defensive scheme that fits his personnel. I'll grant him that his rotations are shaky, but he knows how to build a defense. Okay, don't kill me. Um, Rob Palenka, he didn't get executive of the year. I'm liking the moves. If the Lakers make a massive push, a 72-game season, let's say they win about 52, 53 of those 72 games. Does Rob Palenka finally get his just due, or are we still, we as in the general public, still mad at Rob Palenka? Uh, you know, half of my entire existence on social media has been built off of believing in Rob Palenka since Fact. day one. Uh, Lord Palenka's Secret Society is a trademarked name, by I love the way, it, by for the everybody way. listening. Um, and it's really, really started at the root of if he's good enough for Kobe, he's good enough for oh, me. Oh, man, applaud right? you. And I'm just sitting there watching during those, that time of when the Lakers did not name a president of basketball operations after Magic just dipped. Mm -hmm. It seemed more and more like they're not going to fill this role. Oh. They're just keeping everything in-house with Linda and Kurt Ravis and Rob. Okay, great. You guys aren't saying anything. Okay. Operating kind of like a secret society. Okay, I get it. <laughs> Fast forward to today. You have Anthony Davis, Dennis Schroeder, Marcus Gasol, Montrez Harrell, Wesley Matthews, all on the roster. Mm -hmm. There is no reason... That after finishing eighth in executive of the year voting, crazy, he is not leaving the clubhouse as the leader. He is clearly the number one executive. If if we are giving participation trophy awards for teams that do well in trading their superstar for a bunch of assets, God bless. God bless you. If you want to give Sam Presti the gold star for accumulating 101 Dalmatian of draft picks where the next one, my son is two. Sam Presti might have the rights to him already. Like, I, I, like if that's what we're in the business of executive of the year voting and it's supposed to make small rebuilding franchises feel better about their direction, fine. But if the goal is to acknowledge what executive has made the best roster moves, has made the best financial moves, and has made the best future forward-looking moves. It has to be Rob Palenka. But look, go to the Quinn Cook signing. Mm -hmm. Lakers, uh, Wade Quinn Cook brought him back. Do you think, okay, all right, they just did that, open up the spot, just figure it out, all right, they got an extra spot at the end, all right, let's bring them back. No, Rob Palenka saved $1.5 million by waving Cook and bringing him back. And when they thought that it would just be a normal contract that he'd get for the veteran minimum, you realize that this is also a non-guaranteed contract, which means that if needed and if another asset were to, you know, appear on the open market through buyout or, you know, need to make an open roster spot Nicholas for some Batum. reason. <clears throat> that is the first domino to fall and it's no skin on the Lakers' backs. Those are the chestnut checkers moves that the Sacramento Kings would probably spend $5 billion to which that they could be able to do. Like, it, it's, he's the best executive so far this NBA season and hopefully... He will be crowned as such, or we're just going to go back to how we treat ESPN and all the other media, NBA outlets, 
saying that you guys have a Lakers bias and we will not stop until the whole world knows. I mean, it's it's blatantly obvious that there's an anti-Laker, y'all win all the damn time sentiment throughout the NBA and the NBA media partners. We un- we understand. We didn't quite understand it before because as Laker fans, we understood that our favorite team was good for NBA business. But then once the team, you know, fell off a cliff, everyone was coming out of the woodwork taking shots left and right. So we get it. Basketball reasons was, was op- the, first of all, the lockout was, was an anti-Laker lockout. They changed the way they did business to stop the Lakers from doing business the way they did business. And then they, they blocked mm-hmm. the CP3, CP3 trade for no good reason, but, but, but basketball reasons. We're never going to let reasons. that go. Or basketball reason. But then you let them go to the Clippers? Come on. We understand. There's no good reason. There's no good reason that Rob isn't already executive of the year. We didn't make the playoffs the year before. We overhauled the the, 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 the roster for the half of, half of the roster was overhauled from the previous season, and it was a championship from a guy who people said he wasn't good enough. You know, there was a, there was a pro Magic group who felt like Rob pushed him out. But as a Laker fan, and I love Magic, I do not want an absentee GM. I want my GM when, when we're trying to bring back a team from the doldrums. I need my GM in the war room. I need him there every day. And, and you need Rob, him to Rob be a Ligler, psychopath. Yes, yes, absolutely. And, and to your point. If he comes from the Kobe tree, Kobe's not going to have people next to him who are not like him, who are not psychopaths about their craft. On top of the fact that he's a former GM, so he understands the salary cap. The worst thing that happened to the NBA was Rob Palenka becoming the Lakers GM because he knows what button to push, when to push it, and we are super confident in Laker Nation and everything that Rob does. So yes, this was an infomercial to big up Rob Palenka. But now we gotta get serious, Ricky. We gotta get serious now. Yep. The King, he's given us five years. You know, I'm a you know the more LeBron sticks around, and I've been feeling this way because I'm not a LeBron guy, full disclosure. Okay. But he he, he You're came not to the a Lakers. LeBron guy. Never was. You know, but he came to the Lakers, and the first thing I said was, he's ours now. So you know what? I, all the previous beefs, you put it to the side. But then That's I started right. like watching his moves, you know, seeing how he's feng shuiing with the Lakers. And I'm like, I feel like Braun wanted to be a Laker for a very long time before he, the opportunity presented itself. I, I don't I don't know. Maybe I'm reaching, but it sure seems like he loves being here more than he did his second time in Cleveland, more than he did his time in Miami. Am I reaching before I continue my point? No, no, absolutely not. LeBron is a um, he's a headliner type of guy. And if you look at all the teams that he supports organically, Mm -hmm. he's a Yankees fan. He's a Cowboys fan. And if you probably held a gun to his head and he wasn't a basketball player, he'd probably say he was a Lakers fan, too. So not surprising at all. (laughs) This guy has embraced being a Laker. He's giving us five years. He's given us the end of his prime. Big money on the back end. Basically, the salary cap equivalent of what they gave Kobe at the end of his career. I'm not mad at that. LeBron's sticking around. Cool, right? But the person in me, the fan, you know, as much as I love Kobe, and Kobe was my favorite athlete, period. I wasn't a fan of that contract, bro. I, I because more than more than Kobe, I loved the Lakers, and I wanted the Lakers to 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 go forward. I'm concerned about this contract. Okay, this is me playing devil's advocate for that segment of Laker fans who remember the end of Kobe's career and they don't want to get into the to the, the old superstar game yet again with LeBron. How do you quell those concerns, or can you quell those concerns, Ricky? Yeah, I got to go right back into 
my fandom if I want to talk myself into um, things like this. Well, okay. I think, first of all, right, it goes without saying LeBron is still the best player in the NBA. Fair. He is. Um, he w- was going into a player option year, which no Laker fan, nobody in the Laker organization was too concerned about. I think the notion was when LeBron came here, this would be possibly his final spot, depending on how uh, Bronny gets drafted and how right. he develops, right? But when I think about the Kobe contract, I think about my favorite player playing in one jersey his entire career and I know I am not the only person who thinks like that and it adores and admires that a franchise that even on the back end of his career took care of him that's that two-way loyalty streak that usually doesn't exist in sports and when we saw that Kobe got signed that extension not only, right, did it come with a couple raised eyebrows from Lakers fans, the outside world absolutely dogged it. And when Kobe had his Achilles injury, that just compounded, you know, how optically bad it looked. If you want to fast forward to today, you take the guys at my age, our age, that was looking at the Kobe deal mm-hmm. and grew up loving Kobe. Some of those guys are in the NBA now. They are hooping and they are competing and they are thriving on their respective teams. This, these contract extensions, these balloon salaries that the Lakers have now done to two guys that are in their mid 30s and for all intents and purposes have, you know, less than four years left in the NBA. I probably shouldn't say that about LeBron because you never know. uh, You never know. I have to imagine that these things are done not just for basketball reasons. These are done for the next superstar is looking at the Lakers and saying they took care of LeBron towards the end of his career. They took care of Kobe towards the end of his career. They took care of Magic towards the end of his career and everything that he was uh, battling and dealing with the Lakers will take care of me as opposed to how an organization like the Celtics, quote unquote, (laughs) take care of their players. Louder. Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas had ripped muscle from his hip, right? Isaiah Thomas played through not only huge injuries that had hindered his NBA career even to this day, Isaiah Thomas played through the death of his sister. And yes, while it was a little bit, you know, out of, out there for Isaiah to say that they better back up the Brinks truck to him, it goes without saying that it came with raised eyebrows that you traded this man after he gave everything to you in the playoffs for the Celtics. Fact. There's reasons why Anthony Davis's dad says he wouldn't want his player to go to an organization like that. It's because when you think that you are home, hello, Toronto and DeMar Rosen, and you sign your extension, that doesn't mean that you are going to be here when your contract is over. With the Lakers, and you are a superstar that has brought championships to the organization, when they say they are going to extend you, that means that you are now a Laker for the rest of your life. Talk about and that plays such an important role, I think, to the mental of future stars in the league and probably not even in the league yet. Man, look, 
And to that point, I think that played a role in AD giving us that 4 plus 1 because I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I fully expected AD to, to pull the clutch route, give us a 2 plus 1, and then see what the situation was after. Because I was thinking he was going to align with whatever LeBron was going to do contract lengthwise, and then they both would, LeBron probably retire, AD would be free, he checked the landscape, see if the Lakers could get him some help, and then stick around. You know, but to to give to basically give us five years because you know if he does opt out, depending on what the situation is, I believe AD is here. Do you believe that the the love they showed LeBron, the trust and equity that Rob Palenka built up, played a significant role in essentially a five year, one hundred and ninety million dollar deal for AD? Uh, uh, hello, you got the star of the future already five. on the roster, yes, sir. Right? You you don't have to go headhunting looking for hey look over here look how we treat our stars as they get older they already had a star looking right next to him in his locker room saying are the lakers taking care of lebron because lebron is about six or seven years ahead of me as far as my nba career arc and how long i'm going to be in this league anthony davis and lebron james even though they say that they're handle their contracts in silo and Rich doesn't discuss with either one of them the other one's moves it's just so funny that their contracts line up perfectly and AD actually give up a little bit of um, future gains by not doing a 2 plus 1 and giving the 4 plus 1 they have to be in lockstep knowing wow you you a leg for life shoot I'm a leg for life too well let's go do it then you here? I'm here. We here. I'm here. Yeah, we here. <laughs> and you know what? I, don't, I I gotta go double check this, but I feel like LeBron's, uh, you know, his extension would run out just in time for a Devin Booker to be free. I'm just floating that out there, oh. you know? There's gonna be some free agents when LeBron decides to step down from his perch as, as the king of the Lakers, we're gonna call it. You know, I'm just throwing it out there, but I, I remember D-Book signed an extension, and I feel like that extension might be coming up at the same time LeBron wraps it up. Just saying, Laker Nation, keep your eyes on that. You know, I'll say this though, full disclosure, I was hoping, I was really hoping that there will be a way for us to get Bradley Bill in there as the third guy. But you know what? I look around the NBA, and I don't think there's a better two than what the Lakers have right now. I think people are low-key, you know, to a degree, sleeping on what's going on in Brooklyn. I think KD and Kyrie are going to be dangerous. Uh, people said, what about the Achilles? Well, you know, if he would have torn KD, that is his left Achilles, I'd be more concerned. But being that he tore his right Achilles and most right-handed players explode off of their left leg... And the one player who came back from the Achilles was Dominique, and he tore his right Achilles as opposed to his left Achilles. And, and again, KD being a jump shooting type of player, not a big on explosion type of player, I think we're going to get at least 85% of what KD was prior to the injury. Maybe more depending on how the game is played, the spacing, so on and so forth. But I think the Lakers have the best two. I look at the supporting cast and I'm like, you know what? We don't need a third. We just need a, a blueprint for the rest of AD's prime, the rest of LeBron's career, and how we can take our spot back and solidify that spot. Because again, you had seven years, you ran your mouth, and now we're back and we're not moving. Yes, this is Laker propaganda, okay? This is what we do there here. There we go. That's all I'm here for. You know what I mean? I had to get the I plug go. in there, it's bro. Laker propaganda Fact. show. Wait a second, Jarv, let me, let me drop this on you real quick. We talk about, you know, how the Lakers are going to improve the roster and continue to build. LeBron James and Anthony Davis's contract uh, both 
run out after the 2022-2023 NBA season. So does Bradley Beals, right? So does Devin Booker, right? So when we so when we talk about you know thinking with your third eye and keeping your pinino gland open, mm-hmm. you gotta realize when they say, "Oh yeah, we gonna be best buddies for life." This is what we Fact. do when we give the Lakers our future. Yeah, their future just so conveniently opens up when it's time to really, really open up the floodgates of that great draft class that all signed their max extensions, right? Oh. So I, there, there are options for the Lakers to have their star that would connect the bridge from the top of 80s prime to his back nine and the entering of the next one's prime. Just watch out for that. Be a few years away, but just, just keep it open. And, and NBA fans, listen, the Kobe cult is real. All those wings... The JTs and the D books of the world, the Kyries, it's a real thing. And one yes. one or two of them are gonna end up in LA. It, it just is what it is. There's 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 no doubt. You I hate that Celtics fans feel like Jason Tatum is there for all eternity, <laughs> but let turmoil hit Boston or let there be a rumor of Danny Age trying to rebuild with Tatum still on the roster and he could just settle it by just giving him the biggest contract in NBA history. Players are making a lot of money these Mm -hmm. days. There is an inflection point between, yes, give me all the monies in the world and I'm going to go over here where there's a beach and they take care of players and I can retire in a Lakers uniform. There's just a difference. I'm just saying Hey, look, look, people, this is your new normal. The Lakers are back. Your favorite player isn't safe. He might come down the block to us. And again, I remember the playoffs, you know, a deep series with the Miami Heat and Jason Tatum's pregame uniform was a Kobe t-shirt. I'm just saying. What Celtic fan wants to see that? But my man, we are in the stretch run of this episode. We're going to do a little bit of rapid fire before we wrap it up. We've boasted and bragged about our Lakers. We are fully confident and expecting a great season upcoming. My question to you would be, what will hold us back from potentially repeating the season? If there's one thing about this Laker team that you are concerned about as the season comes along, what would it be that would stop us from winning the chip again? Yeah, um, COVID and um, Father Time. Oh, boss talk. COVID is a is a real thing you, you know it is it is something that will pull players off the nba court for you know sometimes weeks at a time and you know i'm sure right that a lot of people are well accustomed to what basketball shape and not basketball shape is mm-hmm. and how quickly you can get out of it and need to get your lungs back and, you know, I don't know if anybody has noticed, COVID's kind of a lung situation. Big time. Uh, so I am just cautious. And obviously, you know, depending on the timing of the vaccine and who takes and all that stuff, this won't be an over uh, overhanging topic for the NBA world for a whole lot longer. We're praying this is the last season that we have to work under COVID terms in entirety. But the honestly, part of who's going to win the NBA championship is going to be what team is least impacted by COVID plus who stays the healthiest. Our brother, LeBron Bartholomew James, I know that's not his middle name. <laughs> it it um, works, though. Is, 
it works. He's getting he's getting up there, like we talked about, making you know sixty eight million dollars in two years. There's a lot of money for a man who's Sucks. definitely getting up there. So as long as he's healthy and Anthony Davis is healthy, and I'm honestly gonna say a guy like Dennis Schroeder, because we need a point guard, especially with uh, Rajon out the door now, out. Um, and his health is just as important too. So if those two things hold up for the Lakers. Brother, we're gonna be doing this all over again. Oh, we're yeah. gonna have a we're gonna have a I'm gonna have you on my show and um we'll we'll be doing our celebration and championship run throughs and how great of a year it's been. I'm all what about what'd it. you think, man? What 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 would hold the Lakers back? Is somebody gonna outscore the Lakers? Is is, is defense your main concern? There you go. Like uh, to your point about Father Tom, seeing what LeBron looks like a year older, of course. And yeah, defense, that's it. If if the scheme is right and, and LeBron is right. And you still have to deal with AD in his prime, the best big in the game, the best defensive player who was also robbed in the game. Nobody's beating us, okay? But those two things, defense, father time, if these things are right, we're dancing and we'll get our damn uh, parade that we didn't get this year. Damn you, COVID. Uh, yeah. One question, the last question before we wrap. Pick a team, if any, out West that you feel like could potentially be annoying on our way to the finals. Okay, Th- that's good. So annoying to me would be a team that honestly we didn't expect to be as much of an annoyance, right? I expect the Lakers Clippers series to not be a five game series. No, I ex- I would hope. Well, actually, I won't even throw Denver in there because I think Denver took a step back. The team that I'm actually just interested in seeing how they develop and how pesky they can be would be someone like the Suns. Yeah. Right? You take a team that knows how to score and really doesn't care about anything else except for upsetting a big dog. Let's say, you know, the Lakers do have a hiccup and they do have an injury or a knack going into the first round and AD's not necessarily available. I think Chris Paul, uh, DeAndre Ayton, and Devin Booker is is a fun series. Oh, yeah. But when we get to... You know, the big dogs, nobody's worried about Utah. Nobody's worried about, you know, honestly, I'm I'm not worried about the trailblazers, right? If your best two players are both in the front court and are allergic to defense, that doesn't mean that doesn't equal success in the playoffs, right? And then when you get to the Clippers, they they don't have to, I'm going to have to see them when we see them. They're, They're off the discussion table until they have proven that they're worthy of reaching their first Western Conference Finals in the history of the Los Angeles Clippers. Get that second round championship, finally. Uh, For me, I actually disagree with you. I think Denver is a team to keep an eye on. They they have the two pillars of two very successful playoff runs. A lot of people were talking about how big of an upset it was when they beat the Clippers, but people forget that they, they were legit... The year before, they went seven games with Portland, and and I felt like due to inexperience and CJ McCollum hitting some really tough shots, got them out of there in game seven of the second round the year before. So I wasn't that surprised to see Denver, you know, go far. They're one of those dark dark horse West Coast teams that, you know, because they don't play in a big market, they don't get the pub they deserve, but there's a lot of talent there. And I think, you know, with, with Murray and Jokic there, you have two legitimate pillars who can be a problem. I think the additional experience makes him even more alive out West. I think that's a team that 
we beat them, but I feel like that's the type of series that, with the experience that they have, that's a long series that the Clippers or the Lakers don't want to have to deal with that before the conference finals. You know, and you know what? I'll be honest with you, I'm not completely writing off the Golden State Warriors just yet. I, I, I'm waiting okay. and seeing with them. You still rock. You still got a little bit of faith in the like. I got faith in the Warriors to like I gotta annoy see the Clippers, right? Oh. I just think again, like Steph doing this putting the team on his back mm. going up against giants <laughs> in the playoffs in a seven game series Fair. is going to get hard now i think when you take like coaches like doc rivers who just don't adjust from game to game or even in-game strategy mm-hmm. yes a coach like steve kerr can sneak up on you but the west to me like and don't get me wrong mike malone is my boy I love me some Mike Malone on Denver, and I think he's a hell of a, one of the top five coaches in the NBA, if we're being honest. But um, you, you take a team like Denver, I am concerned about where they are going to continue to push on the scoring side. There is, unless Michael Porter Jr. is going to take another step forward, he, you know, he's thought of himself as a superstar since he stepped into the league. If this is actually his back-to-back healthy year, and he continues to progress as a go-to isolation score. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, I'm buying in. I'm buying in on what Denver has to offer. But they haven't, you know, necessarily re-upped the the roster. Fair. They lost a couple free, uh, a couple pieces this uh, off season. So I'm gonna put them in my maybe category. I respect Denver. I like Denver. I just think, you know unless Michael Porter MPJ does his thing and becomes who he thinks he is um, they are going to find themselves being the Portland of this era you know like Dame Dame three years ago yeah three and four years ago we were like all right here we go it's Dame time he's about to do a Western Conference Finals run and then you realize ah Dame can't do this by himself in Portland while they were a three seed is not a contender for an NBA you, championship. You don't, so. you don't think that Murray and Jokic are, are a dope to the contend? I, I don't know, bro. I think these guys are dangerous just a little bit. I lo- <laughs> So if we want to talk about Jokic for two seconds, mm-hmm. I you know I am on the side of you know if my most talented player has to be off the court during the stretch uh... run because my team is down. He cannot lead my team to a championship. The reason why it was so obvious that Anthony Davis, greater than sign Nikola Jokic, was because as blessed as Jokic is on the offensive side of the ball, Anthony Davis is standing right there looking at him like, yeah, we right, we on the same level. You go to the other side of the court. Anthony Davis is looking around for Jokic like where in the world did my man go because Jokic (laughs) does not show up there and that you know that's my issue with a big man being one of your better players in the playoffs it's kind of like a quasi Shaq thing right Shaq's so dominant on the offensive end but you need to take him off the court because of free throws Mm -hmm. yeah Jokic is uh you know he's a stationary car you know what that's fair you know what some guys I talk to they, they 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 give me a hater response as to why you gave me a basketball reason and I gotta respect it but at this point for my listeners i need you to identify identify yourself yourself, let them know your social media handles where they can get you your your merch your podcast the website everything let them know where they can find you bro 
Yeah, absolutely. First of all, I appreciate you having me on, G. It's always, you know, uh, an honor to to hop on a show for the first time and being able, uh, to, you know, to speak to a new audience. So I appreciate you. Love what you got going on appreciate in the gray area. So, um, yeah, you guys can follow me on Twitter at uh, Mr. Ricky Spanish. Um, Shouts out to you if you know what that is from, what I'm referencing that from. <laughs> um, you can check out my podcast, Late Night Lake Show podcast, wherever you get your podcast. I just... Uh, linked up with two of the guys from the Lakers Central podcast and now we're doing NBA show um, on a weekly basis it's called NBA Weekly so go Dope. check that out too um, and then yeah hit the merch shop get all your Lord Palenko propaganda stuff uh, Late Night Lake Show sweatshirt um, at latenightlakeshow.com so again can't wait to have you on over into our zone but we're going on camera too so we're gonna have to get you for a pregame show so uh you know get your makeup ready nah. get, get your suit on because we, we going live in a couple of weeks listen man just say the word and i'm there absolutely i'm gonna hold you to that we're gonna get after it, man season's right here bro we got a game on friday and i'm you know i'm trying to figure out do i do a little quick little live or what but i'm excited man everybody's uh nervous about the short turnaround and how this could like be bad man basketball's back i'm, I'm ready Listen, for they it. had like three months off in the middle of the year they're okay okay right they're right grown men they're gonna be all right absolutely man i appreciate you coming on and we'll talk again very very soon absolutely appreciate it brother ladies and gentlemen another successful episode of the gray area and as the saying goes whether you like it or don't like it sit down and look at it because it's the best going today Woo! perfect Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.